Hey there, listeners. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another bonus episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. It is Christmas time. In, indeed it is. Indeed it is. My time has come. <laughs> My co-host Adrian is at the height of her power. This is her season, and she is basking in all its shiny, tinselly glory, uh, which means that we we have to do a bonus content episode for for the Christmas season. Yes, of course, yeah. it was never in doubt that we would be doing this because oh. Christmas is my season we love christmas we meaning eh, both of us we both love christmas but i was gonna say who doesn't <laughs> there are people that don't love christmas there are people that don't love christmas that's and fair you know what i respect them i disagree with them but i respect them they're not here <laughs> they're not <laughs> here. <laughs> they're not here <laughs> this is a christmas zone yes right now um and and what is Christmas without Christmas carols and Christmas stories? Yeah. It's boring. Yeah. All you got are lights. That's it. Just like don't even you don't have the peanuts Christmas special. You don't have that. No. You don't have a Christmas carol. No. You don't have retail workers who look like they've been listening to Christmas music since mid-October and they want to die a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that sucks. That, that actually does suck. suck. I'm sorry. That, I, I, I am so sorry. Mm. Um, yeah. I went into a, a Hallmark store uh, a few weeks ago. I was, I was buying a birthday card for somebody and, and they said that the Christmas music has been on since September. Oh, yeah, that that is a bit excessive. I will yeah, say. even as somebody I, I, who loves Christmas music and all things yeah. Christmas, yeah, damn, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was I was only in there for a few minutes, and I was like, "Wow, it's not December yet," but okay. And I I made a comment, and the the woman like with that very happy like retail smile was like, "It's been on since September," and I was like, "I'm so sorry." I was, I was like, blink twice if you're okay. That's so, even through Halloween, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying, like, Halloween exists. Yeah. But I guess for Hallmark, I mean, their big thing is, of course. Christmas, yeah. Christmas, like, they play Christmas movies in July. It's their thing. Yeah. Their thing is Christmas. So... I get it, but also, oof, oof. <laughs> okay, but and anyway, today we'll be doing that. <laughs> yes, today we are having a trip down Christmas Lane mm-hmm. um, with a wonderful uh, Story Cubes Christmas edition. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited because, like last year, we got to do our new format for Christmas and it was very cute. We told the stories with elves and, and a woman losing her shit at a Cinnabon. Yeah. And, and now we get to do this again, but spontaneously. I, I love all the stories we've written, but that, 
the Christmas special. episode is special. It's a good episode. It's, a, it's good a good episode. So if you haven't heard it, please go back and check it out and enjoy the season. And yep. enjoy Mall Elves and Cinnabons. Indeed. Indeed. Um, uh, how will we outdo ourselves? Uh, well, for starters, this time we are choosing the song that we picked before we started recording. Um, the song Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Yes. And that song is a bop. It is Adri- one of Adrian's favorite Christmas Carol song. Christmas carols? Is it a Christmas carol now? I Can don't think that. I don't think it's a Christmas carol. Okay. I don't think we've reached that status with it yet. If, if little kids came up to you at your door with like the little booklets and were like <laughs> operatically singing simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I would be impressed but confused. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'd be like, I have questions, but okay. <laughs> They're doing like, God rest you, merry gentlemen, and then they slide right into Paul McCartney. If it was good, <laughs> I'd be all for it. Honestly. I like that. I, I like that idea. I hope that I hope that uh, there are some parents out there who <laughs> hate their neighbors and want to start <laughs> oh, caroling. Do it. Do it. Um. Anyway, that's the song, but we don't know the cubes yet. We don't know the cubes yet, but I have so them, and I'm cube. going to roll them. Cube master, roll the cubes. I'm going to roll the cubes. <laughs> it's ASMR. Yeah. Hopefully this sounds nice and not like, oh my god, stop. Hmm. Okay. Um. Mhm. Okay. Oh no. Uh. All right. Got him in a line. Admittedly, I may or may not have done a little bit of curating with the order. <laughs> <laughs> Which look, I mean, you it's will see. It's Christmas. Th- this is my gift to you. <laughs> you will see these cubes, and you will be like, "What are we going to do?" So I okay. hope you thank me for the curation. You're welcome. What? No, I'm sorry. I meant to say thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That was... Oh, that's bad. My brain is on autopilot. You're welcome. What? (laughs) That's right. I I snuck that out from under you. That was good. (laughs) All right, so I've just sent you, Katarina, Mm -hmm. the cubes. Oh, 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 this is good. What? This is great. Good. Spectacular. It's spectacular. I have ideas. Oh. I am brimming with, maybe it's, maybe it's Christmas magic. Well, maybe it's maybe it's the <laughs> maybe it's the fact that I've had five cups of coffee today, or maybe it's <laughs> oh, it's gonna be one of those episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I think this is gonna be good. I'm optimistic. I'm feeling very good 
about this. You know, I'm glad you're feeling optimistic. That yeah. makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I saw these cubes and I was like, Lord knows I've got nothing. Um, well. So, listeners, to describe what we have in the lineup for cubes today, um, we have um, the so face that I face. still don't really understand. It's like a frown, sad face, but like also like not Sli- slightly ambivalent it's a like, slightly mm-hmm. ambivalent um yeah so maybe again we'll do dealer's choice whoever wants to start mm-hmm. um then our next cube is is that a parachute a parish a man parachuting yeah it's like a parachute. parachuting so we've yep. got a parachute and then an arrow mm-hmm. cube number three Cube yep. number four is a dice. How? A die? Dice. A die. A die. A One die. die. A die. Thank you. Um, we have a die. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a die on a die. <laughs> um, Wait, maybe it's the backwards. A die? Maybe it's dice and then die. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. But you guys get it. <laughs> <laughs> a singular cube. A singular uh, cube. Um, okay. Um, die. Sure. <laughs> Does it matter? No. <laughs> um, language is a construct. Anyway. <laughs> a B. A B is cube number five. Um, cube number six is fire. Um, fire. Cube number seven is another arrow, but it's a directional arrow. The first yeah. arrow was like an actual arrow that you'd shoot from a bow. And this arrow is just uh, an arrow kind of pointing down. <laughs> it could be up. It could be down. It's the angle of the cube. This one's going down, though. Yeah. And then the last cube is... I mean, I guess I could turn the cube to make it point up. <laughs> Let's keep it down. Let's keep it down for suspense. Okay. Um, And the last cube is what? The last cube is a delo- is the world. It's a globe. I like that. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's what we have, listeners. Um, I, I have no ideas. So, since I have no ideas, perhaps, Katarina, you should start. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> help I, me, I Katarina, be, help I me. I would be glad to. Um, what's the time limit again? Two minutes? Two minutes. All right. So... Get your timer there ready. We go. Are you timing me or am I timing myself? I am timing you. Okay. I, but I do have it pulled up just in case. Okay. So the first one is this slightly queasy, little ambivalent, maybe just a little blase face. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. I'm ready. All right. Then. I am starting your time in three, two, one, go. Okay. Our story begins in the big city of Cincinnatiapolis, which is totally real and not made up, where in the many high rises of this great metropolis sits a man at a desk, our main character, Paul. Paul 
is a big city man who does an office job that even he sometimes isn't sure what to call himself. It's got three or four labels in it, all including the words operations management, which... <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> you know the jobs that have like five labels and you're just like, that's not a real job. That's what Paul is. He okay. sits doing many things at his office job and he wishes for something to come and change his life. He, he wishes to go back to a simpler time, but he's not quite sure what's missing in his life until he gets a letter. It's from his great-great-uncle Willard, who has passed away and left him a Christmas tree farm in the outskirts of Cincinnati, Appalachia. 30 seconds. And Paul knows nothing about Christmas trees and didn't even know his great-great-uncle that well. So he's surprised to have inherited this Christmas tree farm, but he figures if he goes out there, he can make a quick turnaround and sell it and be back to Cincinnati, Apples in time for Christmas seconds. Eve. So he goes, leaving his uh, nothing wrong with her, really, but kind of too shallow fiancé in the city. And scene. <laughs> Okay, um, so we have Paul, Paul, uh, who works in some office job, an office job, in a nondescript office job, operations, which rude. Um, no, no, <laughs> he doesn't really work in operations. Like it's those like office jobs that like you don't know what they do; they're just there. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I've met people who do those jobs. So I'm like, what are your jobs? Some <laughs> random job that kind of doesn't seem real. Um, <laughs> and he receives a letter. A Christmas tree. F I. You didn't he help me. <laughs> I have a parachute next. You do. I debated just saying an empty field, and I was like, no, nah, that's not Christmassy enough. It has to be a Christmas tree farm. Christmas tree farm. Mm -hmm. So he he was on his way to go to this Christmas tree farm? He's, he's going to the Christmas tree farm, because he's like, I can just sell it, and then be back in time to spend Christmas Eve with my big city fiancé. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The floor is yours. All right. Okay. Tell me when. Um, yeah, go. You're good? Yeah. Go. Okay. So, Paul has received this letter that little does he know is about to change his life forever. Uh, but... In this letter, he sees the address to the Christmas tree farm that he's deciding, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to see if I can flip this, turn this into some quick, easy money. Simple enough. All right. So he reads the letter, and he finds a number, a phone number, and it says, you know, to make arrangements to come to the see the farm. 
call this number. So Paul decides as he sits in his vague gray office, all right, I'm going to do this. He picks up the phone and he calls the number. And he is greeted by a gruff, gravelly voice that already knows his name as soon as he picks up the phone and says, are you Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rodney. (laughs) Are you Paul Rodney? Okay. 30 seconds. Oh, shit. So, um, the strange voice tells him to go to the airport um, at 10 p.m. that evening to get on his plane to go to the Christmas tree farm. Ten seconds. So Paul does this. He does not say a word to his fiance as he packs a bag and goes to the airport where he gets on a plane. But it's not just any plane. It's a plane that looks straight out of the 40s. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I was going somewhere. Yeah, I know. I can. He was. Do you want to really quickly like wrap it up? (laughs) He was. He was going to get in this plane with a pilot, who was going to tell him, the only way to access the Christmas tree farm is to jump out of the plane, (laughs) and parachute onto the Christmas tree farm, as there was not a runway. In this tiny town. In this tiny, tiny town. Oh my god. I figured that that's where you were going with it. So I was like, uh, just just say it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, got, I got lost. I, two, <laughs> two minutes isn't enough time for me to it's leave really not. magic. <laughs> but that's what you got. He had to parachute out of a biplane. <laughs> Okay, into the Christmas into tree farm. Into the Christmas tree farm. <laughs> he couldn't land there safely. Which, you okay. know, one could make the argument that that might be good for business because it means there are a lot of trees. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. Did, I, did we give the town a name? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> He's coming from Cincinnatiopolis or whatever you said. <laughs> so to bullshit. some random. Made up name. <laughs> I I wanted to give him a last name, and I wanted it to rhyme with McCartney, but I couldn't think of anything, <laughs> so I just said Blart- Rodney. Blartney. <laughs> okay. Blart. No, his name's already Rodney. Yeah. Rodney rhymes Mick with McCartney. Mick Rodney. Mick There we go. Mick Rodney. Paul McRodney. That works. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a porn name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sir Paul McCartney. I'm Paul McRodney. I'm so sorry. The porn parody name of Paul McCartney. Oh, why can't we just leave this poor man alone? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, okay, I guess it's my turn with the golden arrow. The golden cube. Okay. I mean, it's I've not decided. actually gold, but you have decided <laughs> it is gold, so now it's gold. It's gold. It's gold. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Go. 
Paul McRodney plummets out of the airplane onto the empty field right next to the Christmas tree farm and lands in a ungraceful heap. He has never parachuted in his life, but already he's wondering, could this be the change in my life that I was looking for? Mm. He, <laughs> as he stumbles from the mess of parachuting material that definitely has a name that I'm not blanking on, he is greeted by the face of a lovely woman wearing... Where? Are dungarees the same as overalls, or are they different? I think they're the same. But Okay, wearing know. dungarees, covered in dirt. And who are you, she asks with the tone that says, we don't particularly like outsiders. He stumbles to his feet, taken aback by this beautiful country woman, and says, well, uh, uh, I am... I'm, I'm Paul. I have inherited this Christmas tree farm, you see. And the woman stares at him and says, You? You are the heir to the great Christmas tree farm? Left by great-great-great-uncle McRodney. <laughs> and he says, Yes. So she shrugs and takes him to a beautiful log cabin house that's bigger than a cabin, but seconds. not quite a mansion. Inside of the house is a decoratively carved arrow over the mantle, which he recognizes as his family's insignia from a book from long ago. Um, he turns to the woman and says, you don't really like me, do you? And she says, well, no. <laughs> Am I out of time? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So he goes into a cabin where he sees an arrow. Um, yeah. With, and he's it's an arrow. It's his uncle's house or his great great uncle's house. Okay. I really wish I had gone with Peepaw because I feel like Peepaw is so much more fun to say. All right. Well, we can go but with Peepaw. That's fine. No, it's okay. It's too, it's it's, too much. It's too it's late. Great great uncle now. It's too late. Okay. Uh, yep. I have a die. Dice. You have a die. Um, you have a die. Okay. We're going to look it up after. Yeah, we'll look <laughs> it up after. Yeah. We'll update y'all. Uh, All right. Okay. You Are you ready? He She doesn't like him? No, because he's an outsider. Um, okay. All right. Yep. Sure. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Paul is dismayed to learn that this woman doesn't like him for no real reason. Paul's just a guy. He, he didn't ask for any of this. He just received a letter in the mail one day and decided to parachute down to see what all this was about. And now he's with this woman who doesn't particularly care for him him but he feels called to this rare plot of land there's something going on here that he can't quite explain so he's determined to turn things around so he looks at this woman and says well you may not like that I'm here but I am here so we're gonna have to find a way to understand each other 
and get along. So what is it going to take? And the woman uh, who doesn't have a name yet. (laughs) 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 The woman who doesn't. She she looks him up and down. And a mischievous, mischievous smile spreads on her face. And she's like, okay, Paul. I can't remember if he told her his name yet, but we're yeah, just, he okay, did, good. Yeah. Um, 30 seconds. Okay, Paul, you really, if you're really going to be here, there's a few things you need to learn. Come with me. And so she takes him to the back of the cabin where there is a bookshelf. And she pulls one book and suddenly reveals a door behind the bookshelf. They enter the door and go down a maze of hallways underground. And suddenly he hears the sounds of dice rolling. Dice? Around, rolling. As he enters a grand casino underground. Well, that's not where I thought this was going to go at all. I like that. You know, that's great. There's an underground speakeasy casino. Good. This is 1920. 24 or some bullshit. I mean, it can be any time. You know, it can be any. It could be any time. Who knows? Maybe this is a dry county. Yeah, it could be a dry <laughs> county. It could be a weird dystopian future where uh, prohibition is in effect again. Prohibition's back. Prohib- they learned nothing. They learned nothing and brought <laughs> prohibition back. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's a dark turn. Um, I'm I, here for it. I mean, it doesn't have to be a speakeasy. <laughs> It no, I like the speakeasy. I like the speakeasy. It could just be a casino. <laughs> I like the speakeasy. <laughs> okay. All right. I have an idea. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Let me get the timer going for you. Cool. I don't know if this helped or hurt you, but... It did help. It did help. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. And Go. Welcome to the bee's knees, says the woman in dungarees, spreading her arms. Paul turns and looks at her. You mean the Christmas tree farm? It was all a front, she says, for the largest speakeasy in Blossom County. You know, mm-hmm. ever since Prohibition came back, <laughs> we've had to make do. Nothing puts the spirit of Christmas in yourself like spirits, says Paul, badly trying to make a joke and winking. So so do you run this place? Ever since your great-great-uncle McRodney passed away, she says, I was his second-in-command. My name is Alice. Please follow me into the rabbit hole. <laughs> this is not at all what I expected, Paul says as he tours the thousands of craps tables and rows of bar lined with booze. I thought that I was going to be lulled into a false sense of security and charmed with a down-home country Christmas. And here I am helping 
run an illegal speakeasy. This is awesome. This is exactly what my life needed. A little excitement and a little flair. Be very careful what you wish for, Alice says. 30 seconds. This can be a dangerous business. I think I like danger, he says. And he asks as she steps behind the bar for her to make him a bee's knees cocktail. And as he sips that delicious nectar, he thinks, everything's coming up, Paul. (laughs) Everything's coming up, Paul. Paul. Good for Paul. Do you know, I forgot when I named him Paul, that the song we chose was by Paul McCartney. <laughs> and that wasn't why I named him Paul. I named him Paul because I was doing the American Psycho voice and I wanted to go, hey, Paul! <laughs> That's I, it just clicked serious. with me. Oh! <laughs> I thought that's why you picked Paul. No. Not at all. I, I, was, I, I was thinking about that other movie, which is not Christmassy at all. Yeah. Actually, that movie does have a significant Christmas scene. <laughs> Mistletoe alert. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just wanted to share. I wanted to share that. Thank you for sharing that. That is funny. You're welcome. <laughs> um, this has nothing to do with wonderful Christmas time, but you know. Can we turn it around? Maybe. Maybe. We got a few cubes left. Um, we got some cubes left. We got some cubes Oh. All right. Um, are you ready? Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, go. Um, so Paul is sipping this delicious bee's knees cocktail as he stares out at the uh, endless sea of poker games and dice games and slot machines blinking and trilling behind him. Um, such, Such an interesting position to find himself in as a new owner of an illegal speakeasy casino with a harsh but beautiful woman named Alice at his side. Uh, But he is excited. Danger has excited him. Um, However, there is the old adage of be careful what you wish for that has never been more prevalent or not prevalent. Prevalent is not the word I was looking for. Shit. Um, All right. It's never been more appropriate in this moment as Paul begins to look around in confusion as he smells wafting smoke in the air. 30 seconds. Just as his brain registers that's what the smell is. A blood-curdling scream. Oh my god. (laughs) Sounds far off (laughs) in the distance. 
He whips his head around and sees a large fire. No. Breaking out. And shouts. And Alice lets out a mighty curse. What's happening? A mighty curse. I like that. All right. I like that. Um, well, have fun with that. Speak easy. The speakeasy's caught fire. It doesn't have to like burn down, but there is a fire. Okay. Do you want me to tell you where I was going, or do you? Yeah. Wanna, yes. I was. I want you to tell me, and then I'll see if I want to take okay. it that way. I was. I have an idea. But I was go. thinking a rival speakeasy has come and infiltrated them to start a fire. Uh, that's okay. where I was going. Fair enough. I Fair. I I am aware that I'm really straying far away from wonderful Christmas time with this story, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's something wonderful about destruction. You know, I respect that. <laughs> I. I respect it. Having simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. This got dark. I, this got very I dark. Promise I'll have I love Christmas, guys. We can save it. Okay. We can save we it. Can save it. <laughs> you have the down arrow. I have the down arrow. I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea for the down arrow. Okay. All right. Let me get the timer going. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Go. Okay. The crowds rush out of the speakeasy like herds of elephants trampling over each other to get free. Thankfully, no one is seriously harmed, though Alice curses up a storm that it was the rival gang from the next county over disliking their competition because, of course, their bar was much cleaner than the rival bar. But now we've had no bar, Alice laments, as the barn goes up in flames. Son, well, Paul is crushed at the thought of his new exciting life being ripped away from him just like that, just in time. His Christmas miracle seems like a faint uh, mirage, and his hopes are sinking you know, going down. His hopes are yeah, going down. Got it. When he realizes, when he real, <laughs> when he thinks to himself, "We've got all these Christmas trees." I wonder. He turns to Alice and says, "Do you make your own booze?" Alice crosses her arms over her chest and goes, "Well, what of it? We make the best spruce gin." This side of uh, the Canadian border, because that's a real alcohol. <laughs> and he says, well, maybe we've been thinking too small. Maybe what we need to do is distribute. And that way, 30 seconds. we'll build back an even stronger empire. What are you suggesting, Alice says? We can put the booze in the Christmas trees and transport it over state lines. <laughs> we'll become the biggest alcohol distributor this side of the Colorado Rockies. I don't know. 
Alice grins her mad grin and says, you know, this plan just might work. Time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Christmas miracle. It's a it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. You've got the last cube, which is the world. Yes. You set me up to it. Paul's got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Many months go by as they <laughs> build up their empire of smuggling uh, this homemade spruce gin out of the county through Christmas trees. And as it turns out, Paul's idea was a good one, as they've now gone global. Distributing nice. their Christmas trees and alcohol all across the world to various parts of uh, ver- countries and continents that have adopted this strange prohibition law for some reason. That's really not important. Um, but <laughs> they've they've really they've really done it. They've managed to conduct this illegal business unscathed and made an ungodly amount of money doing it and as the months go by they use that money to rebuild the speakeasy that our his Paul's great great uncle had forged um, in the underground <laughs> of Blossom County before oh. 30 seconds so Paul is now sitting in this rebuilt uh, homage to his great-great-uncle. A year later, it is Christmas Eve, where he, and he's now joined by his now wife, Alice, who's pregnant with her first child. And as he looks out at all of the wonderful townspeople playing uh, blackjack and... <laughs> poker (laughs) he sighs and turns to his wife and says we're simply having a wonderful Christmas (laughs) time aren't we oh no the the end oh that was good (laughs) oh that was funny (laughs) brought it home you brought it home brought it around (laughs) Saved it in the eleventh hour. <laughs> you did, you did. I feel the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm glad this worked out. <laughs> you know, it's good. All they're doing yep. is providing uh, Christmas spirit to the globe. The globe. By the way. The whole globe. 
in a in a society where uh, prohibition came back for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. Uh, but you know, I felt the joy. You know, he gave he gave back. He he brought smiles and laughter to people through his alcohol hidden in Christmas trees. Um. Okay. So, yeah. um, I just realized yes. that I lost a cube underneath my... No <laughs> way! <laughs> What's that cube? What's that cube? The pyramid. The story's done. We're not... The story's, the story's done. We're done. not gonna... You, no. you don't want me to, like, make shit no. up really fast? the story's done. <laughs> I, we brought it home. We brought it no. home. We really did. It was tight. <laughs> it was tight. It's just an eight-story cube episode this time. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Are you mad at that? I'm not mad at that. No. We're good. I think it it worked out. It was like it's the this will be the next Christmas special. They'll air it for a hundred years. Uh, oh. Get a like cease and desist letter from Paul McCartney in the mail. Paul McCartney is ashamed of us. Yeah, probably. He's like, what have you done? What have you done? But you know, I can picture that song playing in the montage of them creating this global empire of, of illegally selling alcohol through their Christmas trees. I feel like. That would be a hilarious montage scene to have that song set to. Yes. So I think we accomplished the goal. <laughs> I think so too. You know? Yeah. I think we did good. I think we did okay. It started out as like a, a Hallmark Channel movie and then it became an HBO special. <laughs> it's like HBO special gritty. It had the potential to be like an Ocean's Eleven. I almost went heist, and then I didn't. Um, yeah. I went for arson <laughs> instead. I I liked the arson. I liked the uh, gangster aspect. I liked the speakeasy. It's like if Nucky Thompson from Boardwalk Empire had a Christmas tree for him. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> This is good. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Mm. I'm proud of us, too. Uh, this was the best Christmas gift I could have received. <laughs> uh. Uh. Oh. oh, boy. Um, this was good. Yeah. Thanks, listeners, <laughs> for yep. joining us on our Christmas adventure. Um. I hope you felt the spirit. I hope so, too. And I hope it carries you in through the new year, because this will be our last bonus content episode of the year. Uh, also, our last episode in general of the year. So thank you so much for joining us through 2021. And we hope you tune in come 2022. Yes. Yeah. For all new adventures. Both story cube and serious episodes, which are coming in coming the back. new year. They're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. Um, 
But yeah, we love you guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. We hope you enjoy your time with your loved ones. And uh, a ho, ho, ho to you. And your bros. Yeah. It rhymed. It rhymed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Your bros. Or anybody else. Like, if, yeah. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. All right. So bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho.